0: tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then.
1: Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. What I lack in experience, I make up for in enthusiasm. I think that literally was written on one of my cover letters when I finished uni. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone.
0: Who are we giving a shoot your shot shout out to this week?
1: A big shout out to Ez. They say, Hi ladies, I just wanted to reach out to thank you for what you do. I got laid off a couple of months ago and had to start looking for a new job, which has been incredibly stressful to say the least. It sounds like it. I decided to do a full 180 and look for work outside of the healthcare field, which is all I've done for 13 years. I listened to the listened to this before your interview episode as I was driving to the interview and had so much self-doubt I almost cancelled, no, <laughs> but your encouragement helped me get there and while I was in the parking lot I figured at the very least I could use the experience as practice. I am so glad. This is why this episode exists. It's for that last minute, the panic, you put it on, a distraction, a last minute hype She said, I followed all your tips to a T and received an offer. I can't thank you enough as this job comes with a significant raise. I'm so glad I binged your episodes in the week prior. Thank you.
0: Oh, my God. She went from losing her job, career changing, getting a pay rise. Imagine if she cancelled.
1: She's done all the things, yeah. Imagine if she didn't go to that interview. Oh, my God, as I hope you're thinking about what Sarah just said. That is so true. Thank God you got out of the car. It's huge. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Also, can we just have a moment for parking lot?
1: Oh, it's so funny. It's so American. Yeah, she must be a good picker. I
0: was in the parking lot. <laughs> we call it the car park. <laughs> Maybe other countries say parking lot as well, but I would never ever say parking lot casually. I mean, I know what she means, but yeah, it's a car park.
1: Love that. International friends. If you want results like Ez and you need a bit of help to get there and you too didn't want to get out of the car and you need a push, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Yep. And
0: if you liked one of our episodes, you used one of our tips, you have a little moment you want to share where we gave you confidence. You don't have to have an amazing story like Ez or you want to request an episode like today's episode, slide into our DMs email us find a way to contact us via carrier pigeon and you could be that person next week that we do a full episode for
1: and on that note kim asked for this episode and we are here to deliver for kim now she wrote in and said hi i love listening to your podcast i was wondering if you could make an episode or have any advice for people who just graduated have no relevant work experience and have to go in for an interview thanks love kim This is a good one. And we were chatting about this recently when I was like, wait, what's the episode going to be on? This isn't more so an episode on, you know, while you're still studying how to build your resume and, you know, get work experience and all that. That's not this episode. This is more- You've
0: got the interview and you've graduated- but what are you going to talk about?
1: (laughs) And you don't necessarily need the experience. Like these are for entry level grad jobs, but it's just, what do you even talk about when normally in jobs you talk about your past experience?
0: Yes. And when they ask you a question, what are you going to say? Now, I did note that Kim said no relevant work experience. Now I'm going to challenge you there, Kim, because I disagree
1: all skills are transferable.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. So I'm assuming she doesn't mean she's never worked before. That is a little bit more challenging and I would encourage anyone out there who's studying, have a job before you graduate. It will help you so much, so much. And you'll see a little bit here, it's not the end of the world if you haven't worked before, but it's going to be much easier, even if it's just like, you know, six weeks or something over a summer.
1: Do you think there are a lot of people out there that haven't worked until they get their first job after uni?
0: I wouldn't say a lot, but I think there are some because I think some people's parents say to them no no just focus on your studies we'll take care of everything which is really shooting them in the foot yeah they're thinking that they're doing the right thing by looking after them and getting them to focus on their studies but they find it harder to get a job so if that's you I'm not saying you have to work while you're studying but like when you're on summer holidays or end of year holidays mid-semester go get a casual job do some volunteering like you're gonna have to have something else it's gonna help
1: Definitely, but we're assuming you've had a job before, you just haven't worked in this specific job or role before.
0: And now you've got your degree and you're going for your first big boy, big girl job.
1: So what the heck are you going to talk about? Tip number one, nail your motivation.
0: Like one of the best things that a grad can be
1: is keen. <laughs> Enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. What, what I lack in experience, I make up for an enthusiasm. I think that literally was written on one of my cover letters when I finished uni. What I
0: lack in experience, I make up for an enthusiasm. Is that a quote by someone? It's got to be. That's so good.
1: I don't know, but I definitely wrote that. And This is
0: so true. Like we recently did a big kind of graduate recruitment, like intern graduate type recruitment and met so many people and only had like 10 positions. And I guarantee you the keen ones, sometimes not as talented, but their keenness just made up for it so much. We're like, this person wants to be here. Like we're going to give them the chance.
1: Well, you can train skills, right? But you can't train the personable skills. Yes, and the super smart, experienced
0: one who's like a bit bored. I know who I want on my team. Yeah. And it's the
1: keen one. <laughs> my work has a promotions team who the casual staff are the face of our radio station. They have to go out and be super excited. And we've had a hard time hiring people just because of the whole globe's having trouble hiring people. And they've started doing it backwards. Normally, personality's always been important in that role. But you want someone who's driven and skills and that it helps if they're not where well, they've scrapped it. We just want the personality and we'll train you in all the other stuff. Like we have hired so many people just off the vibe, just off their personality and screw it, we'll give them all the training they need. Totally,
0: because if you get someone who's got the skills but they don't have the right personality and maybe in that role, I know you have to be very extroverted because you've got to approach strangers and things like that. And if you were really introverted, well, you've got to have to transplant your whole personality to go into that job. Like that's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Transplant your whole personality.
0: Well, I've heard people, we did this thing as well in some of these grad and entry-level kind of recruitment processes of saying, where do you think your career is going to go? And I mean, they don't really know and you don't really know either. It's just interesting to ask and see what they think. And some of them say certain things and you're like, just looking at you and just from meeting you now, you're wrong, but that's okay. You'll work that out. (laughs) of like you're going to have to have a personality transplant to do that job and that's not going to be you. You're going to fit somewhere else like hey you know you maybe you proved me wrong but part of it is like everything that job requires doesn't come naturally to you and that might be hard.
1: Anyway tangent so motivation the takeaway point is that motivation and enthusiasm can absolutely be your selling point. And it goes in you tell me about yourself
0: that's your opportunity to put it in there.
1: Now give me an example of how you can really stand out in the motivation. So I'll ask you. So Sarah, thanks so much for coming in today. Why is it that you want this role or why would you be a good fit here?
0: Well, I've always been really interested in marketing and I was one of those people at university who just absolutely loved my degree. I put my whole heart and soul into it and I went to every lecture and always loved the extracurricular things that we were doing and was involved in a couple of different societies as well. And I finished my degree now and I'm just really looking to get into the industry. And I think this role would really enable me to get a really good foundation of working across different types of clients. And I think that'd be really great for my career. I've completely made that up from an area that I don't work in, but... (laughs) Like some kind of anecdote. What is it about the thing that you actually really like or what's the success that you've had that you reflected on? What is it about this company that you really like? That kind of stuff shows your motivation and your keenness. Or like, oh, I've actually spoken to a few people here and I read this article interview with your CEO. Like that can show keenness as well.
1: Yeah. My equivalent of showing keenness would be telling the little anecdote about how when I was a kid I used to pretend to be a newsreader Anything like that. Or
0: like, oh, I did this project and I just loved it so much and, you know, I actually do this thing on the side and, yeah, whatever.
1: What about the people who, yes, they're interested in this field, they studied it, they want a job in it, but maybe it doesn't set their soul on fire. How can you convey this enthusiasm while not like completely bullshitting and making up stuff that just isn't true?
0: Pick something that you are keen about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Don't fake your keenness for like, it's always been my dream to work in marketing. Like you don't have to. And that's deliberately why I didn't say ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to work in marketing because like who wants to work in marketing when they're little? <laughs> little kids don't even know what marketing is. And people that say, whenever I've worked for a company that's like not very well known and like not the market leader, people like, oh, I've always wanted to work at this company. Like don't lie to me. Unless your family worked here, you wouldn't have even known about us. Like you don't have to say that. It's more important to be genuine. And so if it doesn't set your soul on fire, but you're really looking for experience, well, what have you enjoyed? Oh, at uni, I really enjoyed these projects. And what have you enjoyed about your casual work? Oh, I'm a real people person and I really like working with customers or I really like being able to solve a problem that I find that really satisfying. That's motivation in and of itself. Does that make sense? You don't have to be drooling over the company.
1: Yes. Great. You also need to nail your research. This is how it can make you stand out when you really have a lack of experience.
0: Yeah, totally. And like you need to be prepared for these interviews, I would say, particularly because when you've just got a degree and not much professional work experience, it's tough. Getting that very first job is a huge hurdle. Once you do, you're in, you're good. Like that next job won't ever be as tough as that first one. This is going to sound harsh you're pretty interchangeable with the next person that comes in. Yes. Because there's lots of people graduating who have the same degree, who also don't have experience.
1: No, it makes sense. It's harder to stand out when there's a 100 similar people, whereas in the workforce, people have niche jobs and experience. Yeah. And when you're just
0: starting out, these are the things that you have an opportunity to go above and beyond with. So I'd be going OTT on my research for sure.
1: Love it. Also, ask really good questions. We have an entire episode about all the kinds of questions you can ask at the end, but get specific. Maybe do one generic good one like, oh, what would a typical day look like here or whatever. But I think in this scenario, something company specific. Oh, I read, you know, you managed a giant project in South Australia last year tell me about that, I don't know, or this stood out to me. Are you planning on doing more work in the regional areas? What's
0: the next thing coming up? I saw an interview about this. Has that been a challenge for you? How did your company deal with COVID? I don't know. Actually think about something that you really want to know the answer to, and that's the advice we gave you in that. Questions to ask at the end episode, so go and listen to that if you need to. But again, it's one of those things where all of this stuff requires you to have no experience. Motivation, research, and having good questions It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below.
1: Also, use your uni experience. Talk about the dreaded group work. (laughs) I hated that at uni. Yeah. Group projects. I mean, yeah,
0: everyone rolls their eyes. The good thing is, though, it's a talking point. What do you get out of a situation if it doesn't work? You get a great example. Oh, I had a terrible group and this person let me down and they disappeared and then they didn't do any work or someone was really pushy and demanding and they took over. Great. Those make great answers for teamwork, conflict, problem solving. How did you deal with it? What's the resolution though? They took over, and were really pushy and... And what I do next time is X, Y, Z or what I should have done is X, Y, Z or in the end it didn't work out or in the end we didn't get very good marks. I say this to people all the time on my coaching sessions, your answers don't need to have a big pretty bow at the end of like, oh, it all worked out.
1: I was going to say, because that example to me, I'm like, there is no resolution. It just sucks when you're with someone that's like that.
0: Yeah. You can be like, look, I tried to push back and do my own parts, but... Unfortunately, they just really took over and I ended up talking about it with some other group members later and they felt the same way. So in hindsight, I probably should have escalated it to the professor, but we just didn't have enough time and ultimately we got it submitted. So I just wanted to move on. Like, that's okay. There's a lot of self-reflection there. There's a lot of learning. You're talking about an experience that you've had, what you would do differently next
1: time. And they're not looking for the textbook answer, given that they know you have no experience.
0: Yeah, that's right. And plenty of people gave excellent answers about group work. The thing is, if you're doing like a casual job or like a part-time role or something like that, you tend to not have very complicated situations. You have like, oh, there's a problem and there's a customer who needs something or there's this thing you missed a deadline. or Yeah, they're not giving
1: you manager level worries.
0: Yes, but group projects and things tend to be a little bit more important or weighty or have people involved and personalities and things. So they can be really good for that.
1: And if you were a high achiever of any sort, slotted in here, were you the Dean's Scholar? (laughs) You know, did you ever tutor? I don't know i feel like you can slip in any uni achievements in here could you talk about how well you did in the subjects could you say like i topped the class you could talk about in one particular
0: semester where you had a lot going on and you struggled in one of your classes and you asked for help or where you had to really redo your time management or a particular week where you had two exams on the same day all of those things in your life are examples as well how you balanced your social life and uni or how you balanced having a part time job and your uni, you know, like those real life type examples. It doesn't have to be textbook. Like open your mind a little bit to anything that might be relevant. I've even had people talk about dealing with conflict and communication and stuff with their mum. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, in a pinch, <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Once my mum delegated me something and I didn't agree. So I, you
1: know. <laughs> oh, wow. On that note that you just said, you know, you could mention juggling your part-time job or whatever, absolutely use any work experience you have. It doesn't have to be relevant. Just don't think, oh, I'm a waiter that's got no skills relevant to being a neuroscientist. Wrong. There's plenty. (laughs) Wrong.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Okay, let's do waitress, waiter and neuroscientist.
1: Yeah, literally. Okay, I've already got one. Attention to detail. A neuroscientist is dealing with numbers, data sets, very tricky stuff Okay. Attention to detail when taking customers' orders. If people come in with severe food allergies, I'm on it. I'm double checking. I'm triple checking. I'm talking to the chef. When I bring it over, I'm checking again. I have an EpiPen on hand. I'm ready. Yep. What <laughs> focused. What about
0: um, building relationships with stakeholders? Maybe the kitchen and the chef was really difficult to deal with and you had to build trust there and win over stakeholders, you might have other researchers you have to collaborate with or other people in other departments.
1: Absolutely. As a waitress, I'm the middle man, you know, I am the first point of contact for the customers. And then I'm also getting the stress and pressure and orders from the chef who might yell it at me or be quite stressed. I have to go and communicate with the customers in a kind, polite way to entice them to want to come back and leave a tip.
0: Totally. Or what about teamwork where you had to jump in and cover other people's work, help someone, train someone in something, you had to communicate something? Oh, what about diversity or dealing with customers with language barriers and things like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Taking extra time. How you had to break something down, be creative, spell it out, write it down. Get Google Translate up on my phone, going above and beyond. Chasing a
0: customer out of the restaurant because they forgot their keys, going above and beyond.
1: Yes, yes. See, it's all transferable let's do another example what's another job let's go warehouse and marketing okay marketing is in my understanding coordinating a lot of different things to bring a strategy together when i'm in a warehouse mate i've got darren on the forklift backing up pallets (laughs) i've got andy asking me where this truck can back in i've got daniel on the lane of boxes and the masking tape with the production line why are all the people in this warehouse men (laughs) Mm. hmm I should check my bias Genevieve is on the ladder she's looking (laughs) a bit rocky calling out for help my walkie-talkies just buzzed
0: so you've got to prioritize problem solve yes totally attention to detail is a big one in a warehouse checking things double checking things if you're working on a marketing campaign writing copy for something sending information out to influencers or something?
1: Um, Oh, audits. Warehouses would get audited and marketing people, once they do a strategy, they want to hear back about how it went. So going back through, analysing where things went wrong literally it's endless teamwork and again any job that you
0: have another person there great teamwork all the teamwork examples you've got well you know I had this task and they had that task and it was too much for both of us so we worked together and we first did my work and then we did their work amazing teamwork asking for help I didn't know how to do something and I put my hand up and asked because it was too difficult
1: how about a dental assistant as a casual job a lot of people do that (laughs) okay fair enough yeah (laughs) great and sales. Oh, okay. A lot of people, when they come to the dentist, they're really nervous. A lot of people have a big fear of the dentist. My job as the assistant is to be calming and make people feel at ease.
0: Build rapport.
1: Yeah. Build relationships. What was the professional job again? I've got so deep in my waffle. Sales. Sales is built on relationships. (laughs) The foundation of a sale is built on getting to know people, building that trust and- Those are exactly the same things. You had to take direction
0: and instruction from your manager, from the dentist? I had to convince people to come back to the dentist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Convince people to come back for more sales.
0: You had to overcome their objections on the price of the dental work?
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: No, you don't have to be literal like that. Anything like, okay, it was busy. There was only one dental assistant but two dentists, so I had to run back and forth between the rooms. Cool, that translates to having too much to do, having to prioritise, working out a plan, asking for help. Having
1: multiple sales quotes being put out at once, going like in back and forth between multiple clients.
0: Working on the phone, having to answer the phone to people, reply to emails. Yeah, communication in terms of writing emails and things like that. Maybe you have a CRM and you have to write information about patients or something like that. So writing good notes and attention to detail with your
1: documentation, that's a big thing with sales in the CRM.
0: I want to make an important note
1: on this because I saw a meme about this today that was like, wrangling three kids to get in the car to leave somewhere is an Olympic sport and you should be able to put it on your resume and this ties in. Although we're sort of talking about graduates here, say if if there's a mum listening who is going into an entry-level job and it's the same thing, she doesn't have experience for the particular job but she's got a plethora of life experience. Can we talk about wrangling kids and how the organization skills required to be a mother and run a household are exceptional. Time
0: management, you're like, okay, well, Jimmy has soccer and Annabelle has swimming and they happen at the same time. And so I had to coordinate this and I dropped the car there and then I did this and I had to make sure that we had the clothes. I had to run back home, like all of that. Absolutely. Negotiating with teachers, like dealing with that managing
1: a home renovation or something. Oh my God, that'd be a great one. That is a great one. So moral of the story is for every stupid, petty, ridiculous task out there you've ever done in a workplace, it's transferable. Just have a think, have a think, get creative. Now
0: I'm going to go into a little practice. We've already done a little bit of this. But um, I'm going to ask you three different interview questions about common type of graduate type questions. Because again, they're not really expecting you to have much technical knowledge because you're a grad. So a lot of the questions will be fairly generic about things like teamwork and communication and that sort of stuff. So I want you to answer these questions with only the experience that you'd had before you finished your degree. And I want you to exclude your gap year role as well.
1: Oh, that's hard.
0: Yeah, I know. But I want you to because that was a more professional environment. That's cheating. So I'm going to ask you a question
1: about teamwork. Here we go.
0: Emma, for this role, you'll be working alongside the rest of the team. Can you tell me about a time where you worked really well in a team?
1: Definitely. So in my role in promotions at the radio station, we would rock up to a client's business and we would have to take social media content, engage with the public and also call in a live cross to go back to the station, which is a lot to juggle within a 20 minute time frame while also having to get on the road and head to our next destination. So you would always be working with another staff member. We would pair up ahead of time. We'd say, I'm doing the cross, you go talk to the kids. We'll both help each other do socials at the end. We'd reconvene and get it all done.
0: Love it, nailed it. Now I'm gonna ask you one about communication and dealing with someone difficult. And I want you to use a different job again. Try and use your hospitality. So in this role, you're communicating with a range of different stakeholders and sometimes you encounter difficult stakeholders. Can you tell me about how you communicate with someone who is in a difficult situation?
1: Definitely. I have this one vivid memory that comes to mind when I was a waitress at a fine dining restaurant. This guy had ordered a seafood platter, which is a two-person platter, and they're supposed to sit next to the person that they are going to be sharing with because of the way the dining staff set up the plates, et cetera. For some reason, it got miscommunicated and he wasn't sitting next to the person. So when I came out to tell him, oh, I'm sorry, you're meant to be sitting next to who you're sharing it with, this guy went off. He was very distressed, you know, very worked up. It was a lot. He got very angry. Really didn't want to move seats? <laughs> he, no, he didn't want to move seats. He was saying things like, you're telling me I can't sit next to my granddaughter, whoever he was already sitting next to. just It got totally escalated. I kept down at his level. I made sure that I stood in a non-confrontational way. And I just listened for a very long time and kept saying, yes, I understand. I can hear that you're frustrated. I tried not to butt in and get defensive and tell him that he was wrong because I know that in that situation it's not the best way to escalate. I just kept calmly speaking to him, offered a few solutions, told him I'd be back, went back to speak to the chef and the dining staff who were very understanding. Normally you would expect they would be able to just ration with you and you'd have a resolution but this guy wasn't budging. So we ended up just altering it and making it work and at the end I went over and said look it's all good we've arranged for you to stay where you are really sorry about this and tried to resolve it that way. And in the end, he was happy enough. <laughs> that was a very long winded.
0: No, I great story. And all of that detail was really important. Nailed it. Really well done.
1: Great. Important to note that that didn't have a nice bow on the end. As I was telling the story, I was thinking like, it wasn't a very good resolution because he was still an asshole after all that time. And we ended up just having to, like, it didn't end very well. But like you said, it's just about the story and about how you managed it. Yeah.
0: You still de-escalated the situation and he wasn't like yelling at the end, I'm assuming. It sounds like he was at least like slightly calmer than he was before. And there's not always a bow at the end. And that's a great story. And if you waited for one where you turned it around maybe it wasn't as good of an example because you've shown some problem solving you could have gone more into depth into what you actually did for the customer like did you split it into two plates was that your idea like you know that could have been interesting but yeah so next question is on problem solving and i want you to use uni only so M. Um, in this role occasionally things go wrong And in those situations you'll have to solve problems and sometimes that will be at the last minute or sometimes you'll have more time to work through them. Can you tell me about a problem that you've solved?
1: Yes, one just came to me at the very last second. So I studied journalism and one of my subjects was video journalism. So we had to edit these videos on our phone, we had to interview people, you had to do it all on your phone, it was mobile journalism we had to submit it using an MP3 file. And I had left uploading the assessment until you know the last hour or so that you could. And I went to upload it and it was too big to upload in there. And I started panicking a little bit because I've only got you know half an hour left to upload it. It was really late at night and after hours, I've sent off an email to my teacher asking, you know, what I should do because I don't want it to be marked as late but obviously she hasn't replied. Time's ticking. And I just really started brainstorming, thinking, how can I get this submitted in the full thing? I had tried compressing it. I'd tried every known thing to man. And then it occurred to me, I uploaded my video to YouTube. And then once I uploaded it to YouTube, I uploaded the link. So then it's still the same thing. It's still submitted. It just was letting me upload it. And then I sent my teacher an email and I said, never mind." I've uploaded it on YouTube. Hope that's all good. And she wrote back and was really impressed and was like, brilliant work, Emma. That's exactly what you would do if you were in the UK being a foreign correspondent and it's midnight and the tech gurus aren't answering. You figure it out. She was really happy. So I think that's a good example of how I just figured it out. Love that. And what might you do differently? Uh, Next time I would not leave it so late to (laughs) (laughs) upload the assessment.
0: Love it. Nailed it. And you can see how like uni assignments give you these experiences and you could, if you didn't have much work experience, you could rely more on those. I'm sure you had a group project you could talk about. I'm sure there was like, I had issues with, I wanted to go on exchange, but I wasn't in the right course to actually do it. And then I couldn't do that course because I didn't have the prerequisites and I searched and asked and talked to people.
1: Oh, I have an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I dropped down from a double degree to just do the single degree. I changed my mind and my degree that I dropped was international studies and I wanted to turn it into a minor because I'd already done some subjects. I wanted them to count. Anyway, I sat with the head teacher and worked out my plan so that I could still graduate in the three years but there was one subject that was going to throw me off and make me do an extra semester but I nutted it out and it turns out if I did a subject ahead of time like a year earlier than I should have I would have been able to get the prerequisite get it all done and so in order to do that you had to write a letter and meet with the coordinator and got that all done and then I was able to graduate on time
0: yeah I did the same thing. Did a third year course early to make me have done everything before I went on exchange. See, plenty of things. So I hope for Kim that we've given you plenty of ideas of what you can talk about in your interview when you're going for a grad role. It's all transferable. It doesn't have to be relevant experience. And this goes for everyone, really.
1: Yeah, this definitely made me realise we have way more experience than we think we do. When Sarah asked me that question about just uni, my mind was blank the entire time she was speaking until the very end, and then suddenly I thought of 10 more. So have a think, sit with it, actually think, and I'm sure you will have a million ideas flock to your mind. Good luck out there. Go get those grad jobs. Thanks
0: so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community and some bad reels, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss.